This programme was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. You're listening to Radio Hawks Bay on 104.7 FM, 1431 AM, streaming on the web, nz. This is the Family Works Program, and it's my pleasure, as always, to have in the studios. Kia ora, I'm Shona Manahira. And kia ora, I'm Lucky Campbell. And uh, we work for Family Works, and um, yes, we're an organisation that comes under Presbyterian Support Services, and that uh, we are from... Here, Hastings, right through to um, Gisborne, that's where our services um, go. Just for my listeners, um, just to, before we get on to today's topic, which will be many and varied, uh, just what Family Works is all about. What do, you, what, do you, what do you do? Why are you here in Hawke's Bay? We're um, a social service agency, so within our, our service we have um, social workers in schools mm-hmm. that are attached to... Um, not all schools, certain schools that we work in. I think there's um, 29 schools across wow. the region. That's a lot. And, um, and, that, and, and we do have um, a counsellor and um, a community, community counsellors and community service that we um, provide out there as well as um, our team that do the um, Whakamana Whanau team that do... Um, so... We, so Shona and I are in the Whakamanafano team at mm-hmm. Family Works. Yes. So our team, the Whakamanafano team, is responsible for delivering our family violence contracts in the Hawke's Bay region. And are you mainly in schools or do you, can anyone come and see you? I suppose that's what I'm so, trying to say. So anyone can pop in and see us. So mm-hmm. we do walk-in referrals. So our office is at 104 Linden Road, West. Um, and we're open from around 8.30 to 5. Do you have to be referred to your service or, like I said, if I've been having issues, can I just come say, look, I need some help, what about it? Yeah, no, so for some services you um, do need a referral, like our service under the Ministry of Justice contract, mm-hmm. so those referrals come through the court, um, but for other services at Family Works Hawks Bay, it's open door policy, so self-referrals are, are welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. So anybody can walk in and, yeah. and if they've got any concerns about anything, yeah. come in and have a chat and um, we'll see from there where, whether it's the right, we're the right agency yeah. or we might refer you to another agency that does it. But yeah, anyone can walk in and have a conversation. And the services that you offer, once, once I presume that I'm uh, able to you know, avail myself of the service, is it free or is there a charge involved? No, it's the free. Even um, all our parenting groups that we do, mm. um, they're free. Um, and that, so, yeah, we try and meet the need for our whānau out there. Um, and that, and so, yeah, we, there's no fees for our service as such, per se. And, yeah. Okay, now today we're specifically going to talk about uh, some programs that uh, are available through you guys, through the Ministry of Justice. Tell us about that. Yeah. So, as we said before, Whakamana Whānau um, are responsible for delivering the non-violence or family violence mm-hmm. contracts in the Hawke's Bay region. One of those contracts is the Ministry of Justice contract. So, um, that requires us to do assessments 
and facilitate programs um, for respondents of protection orders. Mm. So um, it is, in a nutshell, it's a up to four-hour assessment and then you move on to a 12-week program. Mm. So um, those clients come through the court. Their referrals come through the yes. court or DV programs. Um, another program we run from that stream or contract stream is our safety program, our child safety program. Mm. Um, and strengthening safety. Yeah, and strengthening safety programs. Now, when you say they come through the court, uh, does the court say to the, the, to the respondent that, that you must go and do this course or is it purely voluntary from their point of view? So for the non-violence program, mm-hmm. for... Um, Respondents of protection orders, they serve the protection order and they're directed under that protection order mm-hmm. to complete a non-violence program and assessment. Yep. So they are not voluntary; mm-hmm. they're court directed. Yep. Whereas the safety programs and child safety programs and strengthening safety programs are, are voluntary. Yeah. Run us through the course. So someone comes to you; they've been directed to you by the court. What does the course entail? All right, so we'll talk about the um, non-violence program yes. first. So that is a assessment, which is um, up to four hours over a series of assessment sessions. So that assessment looks at um, your whakapapa, where you're from, um, looks at a little bit around your upbringing and things like that, um, and then from the assessment, you'll move on to the non-violence program. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Which, which entails um, the first, um, we have four modules that we do, and each module has um, three weeks, three sessions in each uh, module. And so we start off with Whakawhanaunatanga, our first one, um, and look at, yeah, as Lucky said, um, what has come through your je- your Jenna, mm. can you say Genealogy. Yeah, that, right. that, that's a yes. word, yeah. Through there and just to, um, you know, whatever it is, whether you've been raised in a, in a good home mm. and all that, whether it's kind and loving. So just gives um, them an idea that it actually, whatever happens, eh, it doesn't come start with them. It yes. may have been... Sometimes things, you know, it gives, us the, gives the clients the idea that it didn't start with you, yes. that some things are... Um, Intergenerational. Intergenerational. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose because of that reason alone is that it must be a cycle that is not easy to break because it could have been going yeah. for three or four or five generations. So yes. how, do you, how do you get your head around that? Oh, for instance, if I just say this way, um, like not too long ago we had one guy um, who, who actually just kind of everything, once he saw it on paper and, and what he was looking at, he realised that actually he's in the same position that both his parents mm. were in, and it was kind of a, you know, a real eye opener. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. and a realisation. Oh, I, I'm I'm doing exactly yeah. what what had happened before, and so not that um, you know, like so. Sometimes it just yeah, it's kind of like a, a opening of their yes. eyes. Yeah, and, and I don't. I think nobody really wants to repeat um, bad cycles no, or unhealthy cycles. So when they see it in front of them, it's it gives them that drive to make positive changes and to carry mm. on through the program. I'm going to be a bit flippant here, but I was going to say, is it an easy cycle to break, or is it a bit like being an alcoholic that one drink 
and you're back on the you know you're back off the wagon. Is that how it works? Because it can't be it can't be an easy cycle to break, can it? No, I don't think it is a. It's right to say that it's an easy cycle mm. to break. I think there it needs there's a lot of learning and self development mm. needed to break those cycles, but. Mm. It's definitely possible. So, mm. yeah, yeah. And so, when people walk away from the course, are you, are you confident that they now have the tools themselves to deal with themselves moving forward, or do they need you to come along every few months to say, "How's it going, kid?" Yeah, I think we give them a foundation to start their journey. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the time, we we encourage them to seek further support or. To, um, refer them to agencies to continue on the um, journey of change. Um, yeah, I think it's it's really is up to that individual. Mm-hmm. Um, like if they, yeah, as you say, they want to change. Some do want to change yes. and um, they, you know, and when they finish with us, they are on a pathway. When they finish, they are on a pathway of change. But, it, you know, it's like anything else. You've got to have the work right, at work at it, got to have the right supports around them after they continue on. Yeah. And and that's included in, in everyday life as well for them um, in that sense. So, yeah, it is it is a change and it can happen. Um, but also, you know, like as, as, in, as anything, you can take a step back, but it's all right to keep going again. When... Uh for want of a better word, the perpetrator who is uh, taking the course with you um, is is doing it. Do, do you involve the family, the wider whanau? Are they involved? You know, saying, okay, well, let's, let's get your partner in, let's get your kids in, let's get your mum and your dad in. Does that work? Yeah, so we do offer support sessions mm-hmm. as part of that, and that's where we would invite our clients to bring their whanau to make safety plans around the whole family mm-hmm. if, if they want to do that, if mm-hmm. they need that. Otherwise... We ensure they include them into their mm. safety plans. Um, mm. How will we let our family know mm. that we're feeling unsafe? Yeah, I suppose that's part of the healing process as well, isn't it, for the families? Um, yeah, and to talk about it, to um, bring it out of the closet, yes. kind of, to speak, you know, because um, violence was hidden for so long, you know, mm. it was something you didn't really mm. talk about if there's violence in the family or in your relationship, but... Yeah. How do you bring that to the table? Uh, we have another program called Suicide Support in the Aftermath, and uh, the host of the program, um, we often have a chat about it, and we say, well, you know, no one's going to go home tonight and say, let's sit around the table and let's talk about suicide, mm. because mm. it's just one of those uh, subjects that you just don't want to talk about. And I guess it's the same with family violence, that uh, certainly if, uh, if there's a perpetrator sitting at the table, mm. you're not likely to bring them up and say, hey, Dad, look, you want to watch yourself, you shouldn't be doing that. So how do you, how do you broach that subject within a family or... So in so within this contract specifically, the mm. non-violence program and working with perpetrators, they've got a protection order. So yes. um, they can't be there. Yeah. yeah. So there's a non-association. Mm. There's different clauses in that protection order that's going to restrict them from seeing their family for a period of time. Yeah. Um, and then contact thereafter is at the discretion of the applicant of the protection order. Yeah. So um, we do. So the difference is in that program, they know why they're there mm-hmm. and they know what they've done. So there's affidavits and court um, documents that yeah. we receive that. I would imagine that if we were sitting here in 10 years' time, we would probably still be having this conversation about violence in the community, you know, right across all, all spectrums of, of mm-hmm. the community. What, 
what's the, if I gave you a magic wand, what's, what's the answer to family violence? How do we eliminate it? I mean, what's the root cause of it and how do we get our head around it? I think, I think a lot of our clients have come in, I think a lot of it is communication. Mm. Yeah. Um, they actually, um, how, how to talk with one another um, um, without getting upset. Mm. They, a lot of them don't know, you know, um, the triggers, mm. um, what sets them off, um, and, they, and they, they don't know how to sit down and have a hard conversation without it becoming harder. Mm. Kind of. So um, for me, as I look at our, I think a lot of it is is around communication, yes. how mm. they talk to one another as as a couple, mm. as individuals, um, as parents, um, everything, how they communicate with one another. Um, um, I think we've yeah. lost the art of mm. communicating one-on-one. Yes. I agree with that. In a lot yeah. of situations, and a lot of that I believe is because of the the technology that we have so much available because a lot of things aren't done face-to-face. It's done over the phone. I agree with what you're saying, Shona. I also think that if we're talking about breaking cycles, that we need to start with our tamariki. We need Mm -hmm. to teach them how to manage their um, emotions. It'll teach them what they are. Mm. Teach them what being angry is and how we're going to work through that Mm. because then you get to an age where... You don't know how to manage your emotions and your feelings, and mm. that's where you have yes. outbursts, and that's where violence comes into play. Mm. Yeah. You mentioned tamariki. I mean, should that be taught in schools? You know, like that's it. That, I mean, we, we go to school, we learn our maths, we learn a bit of history, we learn geography and whatnot, but we don't really learn life skills, do we? No, we and, I, and I think, um, like I, I would say, when we grew up, like uh, as we, as I say, we only knew that we were either happy, sad, yeah. angry, or or you know that the was basic our, our basic yes, emotions. Yes. We but in today's world now we get these big books and mm. there's so many emotions in there that when you think back, when I go through them, I think, oh yeah, they're all in there. But we just bottled them it's, all into one mm. into one bag, as I would say. Mm. Say for angry, you had all these things of being angry, but now you can dissect that. It's yeah. not just one emotion, mm. it's actually all these other emotions that it's cause It's a bit like you. the iceberg mm. Um, mm. picture. You see you have the iceberg yes. on the top and we have angry up there. Yeah. But what's underneath that anger? Because um, yeah. sometimes we don't, we just automatically go think we're angry because that's a common emotion or that's the mm. emotion that we know when we might be feeling disappointed or upset or yeah. whatever hungry yeah. you'll yeah. be hungry yeah. and so you walk into school and you slam the door and they think oh here we go we're on mm. another episode but actually when you figure, find out worried. what, what yeah. yeah he might be he worried where his next yeah. meal is coming from and he just reacts that way so it's yeah I think you're right lucky about the emotion side of things mm. a lot of us um, haven't don't know that yeah. emotional side of us, and um, which is plays a big part in today's. And I think it's the responsibility of everybody that mm. children know what they're feeling and how to manage those feelings yes. and how to get them out of spaces that are not healthy or that mm. are not ideal for them. Yeah. yeah. How do you um, talk to a little one that turns to school, though, which, which is a great example that you use? Um, 
showing that they slam the door and you don't know what's wrong with them. I would imagine that most teachers wouldn't have time to say, yeah. hey, look, mm-hmm. let's have a little bit of a chat now because they've got 30 other kids mm. you know, just come through the door at the same time so that the person who has the anger issue is sort of left by the wayside in a way, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So how do, you, how do you approach that? I think you got that chart, eh? you got that big chart with all the different faces on it, the happy face, the mm. angry face, the worried face and all of that. And I think it's just about having those sorts of things around. You're right, mm. the classes are so big, but if, if a teacher sees that, mm. could be that they just, oh, so how are you feeling today? Mm. And those cards, which are big, bright and stuff, you know, mm. like... Um, and they can, they can say, well, actually, I'm like this. Mm. I'm, you know, I'm like this today and that. And so later on, you might be able to go back and have a conversation around what is actually happening, why are you feeling like this and unpeeling those layers because um, that's what it is, is un- unpeeling those layers and getting back. That he's not angry. Yeah. He's just worried. And then we just yeah. encourage um, our children to just find that one person at school that they can just go to go and to. talk to, whether it be their teacher or another teacher. It might be admin staff, I'm mm. not sure. But yeah. as long as they have that one person that they can mm-hmm. talk to at school, then... Now, we've had this conversation before that uh, that you're also part of your service as social workers in schools, isn't it? Yes. And, yep. uh, you know, I can remember back in the 50s when I went to school, I never heard of a social worker, but <laughs> I suppose that's the other good thing, that because you've got social workers in schools, I guess children can be said, look, go and see the social worker. You don't yeah, need an appointment, absolutely. you just knock on their door. Yep. Yeah. But what yeah. happens then? So the little one comes to the social worker, has a bit of a chat, so look, you know, got problems at home with mum and dad or the whanau and, and mm. then what happens? What are you guys going to knock on their door and say, hey, what's going on here? So usually those referrals will come through the office and mm. then they'll get triaged to the social workers and schools yes. team. And then, um, yeah, they'd maybe have a conversation with mum and dad and the child mm. and then um, take it from there to um, see what supports he's yeah. needing or to implement any interventions and mm. things with the child. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, what else are we going to talk about about the MOJ? Is there anything hot on there? We just so we that? do do a child safety program. Mm. So that is that focuses on um, safety for the child mm-hmm. when there's been family violence at home. Um, so that program looks at like we were talking about earlier, what our emotions are and mm-hmm. how to manage those. It also um, talks about different types of hurt like inside Mm. hurt and outside hurt so a lot of children know that when they're hit they are hurt physically yes um but also the hurt that's inside the feelings and the emotions that are going on so we um talk about that we try to make that part of normal conversation talking about our emotions Mm. um feeling free to talk about how we're feeling even Mm. if it's sad or worried and things like that and then we also give them tools on how to manage um, and what to do when they're feeling those types of ways. How to, and an, the, another important aspect is um, how to get help yeah. if we're really unsafe. Yeah. So we have a um, family harm member mm-hmm. from the police come in and mm. talk to them a little bit about how to call the police, what mm. to say. Um, they get to touch all their gadgets and things, so it's yeah. quite exciting for children. Yes. Um, but it also alleviates some of their, I guess, 
worry or concerns about calling the police and getting in trouble. Yeah. I suppose it takes a lot of work on your behalf to instill the courage into a little one to be able to take that step and do that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's about just what you said about um before about finding that right person for the children mm. to talk to, whether it's their mum, their dad, they might be their nan, mm. finding their that, you know, who they can if they're feeling unsafe, who they can contact and um and that and so yeah, it's all about their safety. Each each programme we do it's all about the individual's safety, keeping themselves safe. So, you know, no further harm can come either to any of them. Mm. Yeah. So, Do you find that many children are proactive in seeking out help? I mean, it sounds, it sounds great. Yes. But, but do many kids say, look, I've, I've got to go and talk to someone? Does it happen very often? Or, or, okay. or is it someone like yourself saying, oh, I can see that little one's got a bit of a problem there? Mm. I think um, if they, there are some that have... Um, you know, like have a relationship mm. with with someone that they can talk to. You're right, though. Eh, whether it they just they just the gonna ring ring them up and say, "Hey, um, I'm feeling," um, that, so it is that, and I suppose that person has to check in because mm. that's that's what it's about checking yes. in to see if they are safe too. You know, and how they're feeling because um, if if you're not checking in mm. with them, whether it's daily or weekly, not you know, it might be weekly, might be fortnightly. Yeah. Just a quick, oh, how's things going? Yeah. So you're you're keeping that connection going and alive without it going out. Yeah, you so know. Especially for children. Yeah. So it's always important that children and the wider whanau know what's happening. So mm. that's where we encourage sort of the wider whanau, aunties, uncles yes. and everybody, mm. to wrap their support around the child. Because obviously a child is a child yes. and having family violence in the home is a big responsibility mm. for one child, for yes. them to for help and things so because kids are good at hiding things aren't they their yeah. feelings their emotions they mm. think oh yeah no she's okay oh, everything's good but yeah yeah no so we just encourage um the whanau to come in as well and mm. help or and support that child mm. as well as whoever else who, all the other agencies or us yeah just keep checking in like what Shana said just about out of time, just before I let you get back to work, because I know you're flat out, uh, just remind our listeners, we want to get hold of you at Family Works. What's, what's your address again and your phone number? So our address is 104 Linden Road West in Hastings, and um, the phone number is 06-876-2156. Wow, it sounds like you read that. Well it's done. To believe. Yeah. <laughs> Show no lucky. It's my pleasure to talk with you, as always. You look after yourself. We'll talk to the same time, same place next time. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day.
This programme was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.